Hi, good morning, bonjour, it's Councillor Glenn, and this is my weekly update for Saturday, May the 7th. Uh, this morning I am at Shea Woods, so I'm going to start today with some good news about Shea Woods, talk about a few local issues, talk about a few big city issues that we, uh, we were working on this week, uh, as well as some upcoming events coming up in and around our community over the next few days and next few weeks. So let me start with Shea Woods. So I am at Shea Woods. I'm, I'm near Cope and Goldhawk, and uh, it's kind of on the southeast corner of Shea Woods. I'm happy to share that FEDCO, the city's Finance and Economic Development Committee, supported the purchase and acquisition of Shea Woods for the city. Uh, this is a long time coming. There was an, annou an announcement made back in 2017. Unfortunately, that agreement fell apart and I've been working with city staff over the past three and a half years to renegotiate and uh, set some new terms of the purchase. City's gonna spend about $3 million to purchase part of the forest. The owner, uh, a group, uh, a development conglomerate of Claridge, Richcraft, and Taggart, they're going to give the city, dedicate part of this forest to the city as well. Uh, in the end, uh, we've, we're gonna be able to preserve this forest, keep it as a public park, um, ideally for dog walkers in the community, many people using that now, and it's a, a beautiful cedar forest and a great place to come for a walk, a uh, great place to bring your dog, but you obviously don't have a pet, have to have a pet to come here. You can you can visit it for a, a, a hike or a walk in the woods and do a bit of exploring. It goes to city council next week for full approval, but uh, getting the approval from Fedco was the first step, and that's certainly some good news. Okay, some more local news happening. We have posted information about 6310 Hazeldean Road. This is a, uh, a piece of land kind of across from the Farm Boy, behind the Crossing Bridge neighborhood, along Hazeldean Road, just west of Carp. It used to be um, the, the storage depot for Teco Block. Uh, so uh, you might, you might, if that's familiar, that might help locate it a bit for you. There's a proposal there to build a nine-story apartment building. We've just received the applications, and uh, residents have flagged a number of concerns, and I have as well. So a lot of scrutiny to be done on that one. Uh, but we're going to be hosting an open house, and I'll be able to share the date of that uh, in the uh, in the coming week on my website and email newsletter. It's probably going to be towards the end of May. So watch for that. I've had a lot of emails about that from residents. Thank you, and watch for that public information meeting date as well. Uh, thank you to everyone who attended our pre-construction meeting for 6015 Fernbank Road. That's Taggart's new Ida Lee subdivision. Uh, we had a really great turnout, about uh, 30 or more residents, which is pretty good for one of these meetings. We've posted a summary of that meeting on my website. So if you're wondering what to expect with the construction in that area this summer and beyond, please check out my website for more information glengower.ca. Uh, more on my website. We've got an update on Bell in our community. They're working mostly in Jackson Trails and Potter's Key as well, but if you check out glengower.ca slash bell, uh, we always post the latest information that we have about where that fiber installation work is going and also some details about what the work entails and what your rights are as a homeowner. Um, there is information on my website, lots of information on my website. We update it almost daily, by the way, so it's a, a good place to go between these Saturday updates to see what's going on in the community. Uh, there's information about the city's women and gender equity strategy, specifically the next round of public engagement. So if that's a topic that's of interest to you, uh, you can learn more about the city's targets and commitments towards equity and how you can get involved as a resident to provide feedback and help shape that plan and those actions. 
A couple more things locally. One is street sweepers continue to be out. So if you do see them in your neighborhood, please take your car off the road. It helps them to complete their work efficiently. Uh, when we know about schedules, we try to post that information on my Facebook page. Uh, we don't always find out uh, far in advance, so it's sometimes hard to give you a warning, but if we do know, we'll let you know. Um, and the other one I wanted to remember, I want you to remember, I feel like I remind you about this every week, but it's important, please slow down in our community and follow the posted speed limit. We do have our temporary traffic calming being deployed, a lot of those flex stakes in the community, but they're not all out there yet, and it's really important that you slow down and stick to what is usually a 40 kilometer an hour limit within residential areas. I did notice uh, police were out doing enforcement on Abbott Street in front of Ecole Jean-Paul II, so uh, police are out there in the community. I think we need some more enforcement, but uh, uh, whether, whether there's a police officer watching you or not, please slow down, it's for the safety of your fellow neighbors. Uh, let's let's go from local to citywide. I mentioned that Finance and Economic Development Committee. They did approve Shea Woods, but we had some other big files we dealt with this week. One was around the Ottawa Hospital. Uh, they are building a major new campus to replace the Civic Hospital. It's going to be at Dow's Lake. Uh, it's a, a, a massive hospital. It'll be the regional hospital, not just for Ottawa, but also for Eastern Ontario. And they're even serving uh, Indigenous population from uh, from in the north, which is uh, I did not know that. So our own hospitals here in Ottawa serve a huge population and geographical area. In the province of Ontario, the province requires a local share and fundraising by the community to fund a significant portion of the hospital. Uh, I believe it's about $750 million out of a, a total cost of over $2 billion. The Ottawa Hospital has asked the City of Ottawa if we will contribute $150 million as our local share. So what we did at Fedco was we acknowledged that request and we sent our finance department away to look for options on how to pay for it. Now some, some cities add a tax levy to every tax bill. I don't necessarily think that's appropriate, but there's some other things that, that uh, we can do that are um, not a burden to your tax bill, but the city has the ability to do because of the uh, because of different property rights and, and development charges and so on. So watch for more on that coming uh, probably in 2023 before we get a report back. But it's a pretty significant project and an important institution, important facility uh, for our community as well. Even though we're out here in Stittsville, I think a lot of us have ties to the Ottawa Hospital and the Civic Hospital and recognize the importance that it has in our community. Um, excuse me. The other thing at Lansdowne was, uh, sorry, the other thing at Fedco was Lansdowne. The other thing at Fedco was Lansdowne. Lansdowne Park, I don't know if you've been to the Northside Stands recently or to the Civic Center Arena, but they are in awful, horrible shape. So a year ago, we made a decision as a council that we wanted staff to go look into options to replace that facility. Uh, we could keep patching it up with Band-Aids, but it costs a lot of money. And even patched up, the facilities don't meet the modern standards for sporting events or for concerts and so on. And Lansdowne is a pretty important site in our community. It is public land, public property, operated in partnership with the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group. So this week at Fedco, we got a, a whole report back on how we could replace those facilities, again, without a direct cost to the taxpayer. We don't want to start raising taxes in order to pay for the uh, revitalization or rebuild of arenas. So the idea is that the arena would be rebuilt as a modern event center so we can be attracting uh, more large-scale sporting events, more events throughout the year, also replacing the north side stands that are in awful shape, and doing that through a combination of um, 
air rights. So selling off or, or leasing off air rights above Lansdowne Park for a residential development, including affordable housing. Uh, and also because of the additional homes and businesses on the site, there would be uh, more taxes that the city collects. So we would be looking at taking some of that to offset some of the, the debt costs as part of that. It is complicated, it sounds complicated, and it is complicated, but it's a good direction forward uh, that allows us to uh, revitalize and rebuild Lansdowne Park without putting an unnecessary burden on the taxpayer. And it's important, I know it's in Lansdowne Park, far away from Stittsville, but I know a lot of you go there for sporting events or for shopping or for the Christmas market, and it's a really important tourism and cultural attraction as well for our city. Uh, so we can't just keep letting it decay and, and uh, fall away. That's how we got into the mess uh, uh, several years ago when, if you remember, that whole Lansdowne Park was just a sea of asphalt and parking and not in really bad shape, not, not something any of us were proud of. Uh, there's more on that on my website, uh, as well as more on the uh, Ottawa Hospital thing on my website as well. Uh, one more thing on my website, I should have mentioned this off the top. We have launched a project called the Diversity Project, and it's an initiative to try to identify some of the gaps in services and different needs uh, of, of various diverse groups in our community. So far, we've been focusing uh, out of the gate on, um, on issues of racial equality and cultural diversity, but uh, we're extending that to all parts of diversity. I posted a summary yesterday on my website of what we've done so far, and as part of that, we've started to publish a monthly multicultural calendar, just highlighting some of the important cultural events in our community. For example, this month is Asian Heritage Month, and this month is also Canadian Jewish Heritage Month. So best wishes to everyone who's celebrating there and a good opportunity to uh, uh, get involved in any events happening in and around our city and uh, be aware of some of the issues facing different communities here. <clears throat> uh, upcoming events. What's going on? Uh, first of all, if you're heading towards the East End this weekend, be aware there's a highway closure on Highway 174 between Blair and Montreal Road. There will be some detours, but it's going to be a bit of a mess. So find an alternate route or perhaps uh, if you can delay your trip out east until next weekend, that might be the better idea. This morning, I'm going to be over on Stittsville Main Street for a Jane's Walk. I'm happy to hear that registration is full for that. So looking forward to meeting those of you who've signed up for the Jane's Walk. It'll be a walking tour along Stittsville, Maine in celebration of Jane Jacobs, the, uh, the urban planner, urban thinker, uh, and some of her ideas about healthy cities and healthy communities. This afternoon, uh, you can head over to the R.J. Bell Rotary Peace Park, which is at the south end of the community on Cherry Drive. They're doing a, a walk for peace at the Labyrinth. Ruth Richardson is leading a, a walk uh, at, the, at the Rotary Labyrinth, so it's, it's for peace in Ukraine. So please check that out. Uh, this morning, the OWAA, the Ottawa West, Auto, uh, Art, Ottawa West Artists Association, is uh, changing up the artwork at Cardell Rex, so you'll see some new art on the wall there. So check that out this week. It'll be there for the next month or so. May 15th, next Sunday, my team is hosting a family bike ride. We're going to start at Cardinal Rec and ride our bikes up to Village Square Park. Be a great chance to meet some friends and neighbors and uh, have, some, have some fun on our bikes. And I'm hosting open office hours this Friday. I think it's 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at my ward office. So just drop by and say hello. If you have a question or concern, I'd be happy to meet you there. Some final reminders, community events. There's a fundraiser today at Holy Spirit Parish on Shea Road near Abbott. Uh, that goes on pretty much every Saturday. Lots of 
crafters and vendors there. And tomorrow, Mother's Day, is the opening of The Barn next to Village Square Park on Abbott Street. So lots of fresh food and produce and uh, a good place to visit for Mother's Day morning, I think. Uh, it is Mental Health Week, so please, uh, if you are struggling or nurse, know someone who is, uh, please let them know about the supports available at ottawapublichealth.ca. And two more things. This has been a jam-packed update. Two more things. Number one, Super Kids. We are looking for nominations for kids who are doing great things in the community to help out, to encourage volunteerism. Hey, I was at uh, Guardian Angels this week, and there were uh, probably dozens, hundreds of kids taking part in park cleanups all over the neighborhood. That's great. So if you know a kid who's organizing a fundraiser, uh, helping out with the neighbor's lawn, anything to volunteer in the community, please nominate them for our Stittsville Super Kid Award. You can find information on my website. And last but not least, Happy Mother's Day to everybody who will be celebrating this weekend. I hope you get out, enjoy this beautiful weather, get out and explore your community. I will see you here next Saturday. Take care. Bye.